It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Wednesday, June 7th, 2023. I'm Robert Wolsey, and this is Raven News. A 50-year-old woman has been medevaced after a Sitka driver hit her Monday on Sawmill Creek Road. Shortly before 8 a.m. on Monday, the Sitka Police Department received a 911 call reporting that a vehicle had driven off the roadway, striking a woman walking on the bike path near the post office. Emergency medical responders took the 50-year-old female victim to Mount Edgecombe Medical Center. She was then medevaced for further medical care. The driver of the GMC truck, which struck her, a 45-year-old female, was also transported to the hospital for assessment. Sitka Police Spokesperson Serena Wild says an investigation into the incident is ongoing. Names will not be released in the case until charges are filed. Two people remain missing after a charter vessel capsized near Sitka over Memorial Day weekend. The 30-foot aluminum boat was returned to Sitka by a salvage crew on Monday. The search began on the evening of May 28th after Kingfisher Charters notified the Coast Guard that one of their boats was overdue. The body of 57-year-old Maury Akawili was recovered from the scene on May 28th near the vessel that was partially capsized offshore of Low Island. His wife, 53-year-old Danielle Akawili, and her sister, 56-year-old Brandy Chow, were recovered from the boat on May 31st. The fourth passenger, 61-year-old Robert Solis, and the boat's captain, 32-year-old Morgan Rabadou, still haven't been found. Conditions on the water made accessing and recovering the partially submerged boat challenging. Salvage crews refloated and returned the vessel back to Sitka on Monday. A press release from the Alaska State Troopers says search efforts moving forward will occur only if new clues or information are reported to law enforcement. Renewed search efforts would be evaluated at that time. The latest economic data from the state has mixed news for the Alaska housing market. High interest rates have made homes less affordable for many, but not necessarily out of reach for families with more than one income. And for sellers, home values have begun to level off, but not decline. Sitka is right at the top of average home prices in the state at $484,000. That's ahead of Anchorage at $468,000, but behind Juneau, which holds the lead at $513,000. This is a significant jump from pre-pandemic prices in 2019 when the average cost of a home in Juneau, for example, was over $100,000 less. The phenomenon isn't unique to Alaska. In the May issue of Trends, published by the State Department of Labor and Economic Development, economists note that many housing markets across the country mirrored Alaska's experience. Home prices and affordability are two different things. The state uses an affordability index to measure how much an average home costs an average family across the state. In the first part of 2022, when interest rates were still low, the statewide index was 1.13, meaning that a family could afford an average home with just over one average wage earner. Less than a year later, buying that same home required one full salary plus another half to meet the mortgage payments. Sitkins know that it's been a long time since one average monthly paycheck could cover the purchase of an average home in the community. The state doesn't have the specific index number for Sitka, but it does for Ketchikan and Juneau. Back in 2019, even when interest rates were rock bottom, it still took over one and a half salaries to buy an average home in both of those communities. 
By the end of 2022, the index was just under two salaries to buy a home, and that sounds close to the mark for Sitka as well. The highest affordability index, by the way, is in Bethel, where it takes two and one-quarter salaries to buy an average home there. The authors of Trends caution that the data can't always be taken at face value. Affordability averages can be thrown off by the type of properties sold and whether the houses are large or occupy large properties. In Sitka, for example, there are two side-by-side listings on Realtor.com that show a $375,000 house on Back Street next to a 5,200-square-foot house on an island that's selling for $3.4 million. And in Sitka, only 37 homes changed hands in 2022. State economists don't believe home prices in Alaska will collapse, or as they put it in trends, Alaska's housing market lacks the conditions that would typically tank house prices. They note that there was no run-up before 2022 in construction to create a glut, nor a flood of houses put on the market by panicked sellers. Alaska has experienced these conditions before. Half of all homes in the Matsu have been built since 1990, which primed that market for a mini-bust that decade. Rather, economists believe that sales will cool down and prices will level off in the near term due to demographic shifts, limited construction, and homeowners staying put rather than losing a low rate on their existing mortgage. And finally, Alaska's aging population has limited the number of homes for sale. The state reports that this generation is both larger and remaining in their homes longer with no motivation to sell. You can find links to the May issue of Alaska's Economic Trends and the March issue of Sitka Economic Trends on our website, kcaw.org. Nearly 70 passengers were evacuated from a small cruise ship in Glacier Bay National Park on Monday morning. An engine room fire disabled the Wilderness Discoverer, a ship from the Juno-based tour company Uncruise Adventures. Petty Officer Ian Gray said the fire was reported to the U.S. Coast Guard around 7.30 a.m. By the time we got there, they had put the fire out. And then the passengers were taken off and uh, were, were in good health. Crew members on the Wilderness Discoverer radioed for assistance from nearby vessels. The Sapphire Princess responded and used one of its lifeboats to bring over the passengers and most of the crew from the damaged boat. The Wilderness Discoverer will be towed to a shipyard in Ketchikan where local and federal authorities will work to determine the cause of the fire. The evacuated passengers were picked up by a different uncruised ship and returned to the company's headquarters in Juneau on Monday afternoon company representatives said all of them will get full refunds. Anna Ellers is now Dr. Anna Ellers, an honor bestowed upon her this spring by the University of Alaska Southeast. She says it's one event in a series of many that help her do what she loves most, keep Chilkat weaving alive. The Juno elder says recognition from the doctorate is already helping her secure future projects. As KNBA's Rhonda McBride tells us, she's working on her biggest blanket yet. Anna Eller's love affair with Tlingit weaving began in downtown Juneau as a small child when she saw her uncle in a July 4th parade wearing a Chilkat blanket with fringe 
that seemed to have a life of its own. The fringe was very flowing and graceful. The colors and the design, my little four-year-old eyes just fell in love with it. And I knew that's what I wanted to do with my life was to make those. It wasn't until 20 years later that she shared her dream with a state lawmaker while working at the state capitol. When Ellers explained she would have to take a year off from work to learn to weave, something she couldn't afford to do, a group of Alaska Native lawmakers got together and wrote a bill to give her a grant equivalent to a year's salary. Governor Jay Hammond signed it into law just in time for Ellers to work under Jenny Clunat, then in her 90s, and a master at using mountain goat wool and cedar bark fibers to weave, knowledge that is precious because it was almost lost. Jenny Clunat said we were not to be stingy with the knowledge that she gave us. Advice Ellers took to heart. She went on to teach and mentor more than 300 weavers. She also donated a lot of her work, pieces that typically take a year or more to weave. But Ellers discovered that gifting her art turned out to be an act of personal healing, that when she shares it with others, she says pain in her wrists from carpal tunnel syndrome mysteriously disappears. And it was in this spirit of generosity that Ellers was recognized at the University of Southeast Alaska during its graduation ceremony this year. I am honored to present Anna Ellers with the Honorary Doctorate of Fine Arts. Congratulations, Dr. Ellers. (laughs) Thank you. Dr. Ellers gives credit for her new degree to her uncle, Roy Brown. She says the memory of how he wore his regalia with such dignity in that 1959 parade continues to inspire her today. Ellers also thanked all the people and organizations that have awarded her fellowships and grants over the years to help keep Chilcat weaving and its designs, which reflect the identity of clan and tribe, alive. But at 68, she's not done yet and says she's begun work on the blanket of her dreams. The project I'm doing is the biggest Chilcat blanket in the world. The design is top secret until it goes on a national tour in December 2025. In Anchorage, I'm Rhonda McBride. I'm Robert Woolsey, and this has been Raven News. Mm -hmm.